Welcome to the Inspired Leader, the podcast. I'm your host, Allie Stone. All of my life, I've been passionate about leadership. I've been a senior level leader in the hospitality industry since 2005, growing a chain of franchise restaurants from one unit to 12, spanning across Northern Alberta. And during that time, I've been on a journey to discover what leadership means to me and how I can utilize it to show up in my career and in my life. What I've found is that the most impactful, the most meaningful experiences that I've witnessed or been a part of as a leader have come when we connect with our hearts. Over the past decade or more, I've honed in on and refined a leadership model that speaks to this. I have developed numerous programs that help leaders deepen their understanding of the impact they can not only have on their careers, but also on the world around them. And now it's my mission to share this model of leadership through a heart-centered focus with the world. I'm the founder of The Inspired Leader, through which I mentor and coach leaders. I facilitate engaging and inspiring workshops that help you think outside of the box and connect with your heart and your emotions. And I also deliver keynote speeches to inspire and motivate teams to engage in their own personal leadership style in a way that's authentic to them. It's my hope that through these podcasts, you feel inspired to go out and challenge yourself to try new things as a leader, to show up in the world maybe just a little differently, and hopefully find a deeper connection with who you authentically are. Thank you for being here. Okay, so good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever this podcast finds you. I hope you are well and aloha from the magical island of Maui. (laughs) I am out on the island for a month right now, so recording a couple podcasts out here and doing it in the most beautiful space. And I am so grateful to have this time. I wanted to talk a little bit about an experience I had actually out here in Maui the other day. Now, we always really, really enjoy being at the beach. The beach is such a special part of Maui for us. The ocean is incredible. There's whales jumping everywhere. There are turtles in the water. I mean, you just can't get anything better. So we love to spend time there. Now, Friday in particular was a bit of an interesting day because um, we headed down to the beach and the weather was a little bit off. Now, nothing, nothing crazy. It was still hot enough that we decided to hop in the ocean and uh, go for a little swim. Now, I want to be clear that I'm not a super strong swimmer. I, I like to swim. I love being in the ocean, but my capacity, I, I'm not a surfer or anything like that. So my capacity for uh, strong undercurrent and things like that isn't great. Anyhow, within, you know, two minutes, uh, I see these waves coming in on the horizon. And I turn to Chris and say, Um, those are big waves, (laughs) you know, kind of jokingly, but the first one hits us and it's a 15 foot wave. I am in a position where I can get over it and I'm swimming as hard as I can. I have my arms up, I'm swimming up over this wave and I'm thinking, holy shit, this is a huge wave. 
instantly the next one comes in. I'm swimming, I'm swimming, I'm swimming as hard as I can. I get up over that wave and I'm like, oh my God, what is going on? This is crazy. We're not even far offshore at this point. Let me be really clear. I don't go far offshore, especially not without something like a paddleboard. Third wave comes in, swim, 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 swim. I'm pushing, pushing. I'm getting really tired trying to get over these waves. There's a strong rip. There's a really strong undercurrent fourth, fifth, I get through the sixth wave and I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I am exhausted. I'm spent. My arms can't handle it. And they're just coming like back to back to back. So the seventh wave comes and I think I have to dive. I have to dive under it. I can't get over it anymore. So I dive through the seventh wave. I dive through the eighth wave. The ninth wave comes and I am exhausted. <laughs> if I wasn't exhausted before, the diving was taking even more energy. I dive through the ninth wave and I get crushed, completely crushed, tumbled upside down, hit the bottom of the ground of the ocean, scrape my leg, come back up, my bathing suit top is off, I've lost my sunglasses, my hair is out of my scrunchie, there is sand everywhere, I'm gasping for air. And I think to myself, I almost died. <laughs> and, you know, this is kind of crazy how this happened just in, in a moment. Let me say that night when I went to bed, I was almost having a little bit of, of panic about it, recalling the event, right? Like a little bit of trauma and almost having these moments where, um, you know, you feel the fear rise in you. And I remember saying to myself, Ali, just breathe. It's not real. But my nervous system was creating a response that was creating this fear in me. And now let's go back to the ocean for a minute, because when that happened in the ocean, I, I think I inherently knew that it was dangerous, that I was in a dangerous situation. But I clearly remember saying to myself, if you don't stay calm, this isn't going to end well. <laughs> and that's been a really big thing in my life. It's such an important way to face adversity or the challenges that come up. Um, and I think it truly helped me in the water. I was able to navigate those waves. I was able to have the wherewithal to say, okay, you don't have the energy to climb over these waves anymore. You're going to have to dive them. Now, I don't dive waves every day, so the third one clearly got me, but um, I did make it through that. And it could have been a lot worse. I could have got crushed by every wave. And so when I'm laying in bed that night and this fear... Uh, is is creeping up inside of me at recalling that memory, I am able to say to myself, Allie, just breathe. Just breathe. And it's incredible what the power of breath can do for you. And so I wanted to share a little bit about breath work with you today because it is so incredibly powerful. It has changed the way I show up in the world. It has changed the way I lead. It has changed everything. For me. It has allowed me to think more clearly. It has allowed me to show up in ways that I'm proud of and ways that uh, I'm making decisions that are aligned with my values and who I am and how I want to show up. So it's been an incredible journey for me. It started a long time ago, but really, really ramped up for me uh, when my husband suffered his brain injury. Um, and, and, you know, Chris has gone through so, so much with this, and I, my heart always breaks for him. But what had happened for me was that I started to really go through a lot of the traumas of what had happened as well. 
and found myself in really, really high stressful states. And I was aware that I could change that. I just needed to have the clarity and the understanding to be able to do so. And so I started working on breath work in that time. So it's been about four years that I have actively been engaging in breath work in stressful situations and non-stressful situations because I think it's important to bring breath work to our lives because it changes our physiology. It changes the way we show up. It changes the way our mind thinks. It allows clarity to come into the situation. Now, there are many, many different ways to learn about breath work. There are so many different ways to use breath work. I tried the Wim Hof method for quite some time. He is the Iceman. If you don't know about him, what a story. If you haven't read his book, I strongly suggest you go and read it. It is an incredibly inspiring book. Um, his method is very intense. I read um, Dan Brule's Just Breathe, who I believe he's an old Navy SEAL and works with other SEALs now and other military professionals, helping them uh, navigate the stressors uh, of their jobs, of their roles um, through breath work. And many, many, many other people, obviously tons of meditation, uh, all of those kinds of things. And what I've found is that the most simplest practice is always the best. Now, when you take a simple practice, the thing about it is that you won't forget it when you need it. There's, there's quite a few complex breathing practices which work really well, they're incredible, but what I found was in the moment when I was feeling the pressure and the stress and needed to find a way to soothe my nervous system, to bring myself back to that rest and relaxed state, I needed something that I didn't have to think much about. Over the past four years, I've basically created my own, <laughs> which I want to share with you today because I just find it so powerful. I share it in every workshop that I do. Um, anytime we engage in any kind of meditation or reflective exercise, I always use this breathing technique and it's powerful. So it's called the one, two, three reset. So the goal is in three breaths, we completely reset our nervous system. I usually feel the reset on the second breath <laughs> and the third breath really just anchors it in for me. And uh, But you might find that it's different for you. And I find the more that you practice something like this, the more beneficial it becomes to your life. So using breath work in the moment, yes, will help you soothe your nervous system. Yes, it will bring you out of fight or flight into rest and relax. But if you use it all the time, you begin to train your brain to see things differently. You begin to shrink your amygdala in your brain. Your amygdala is like, it's like your security guard. It's on high alert. It's that barking dog at the door. It's fight or flight. And so by working with breath work, you begin to shrink that response. And in the shrinking of that response, you actually grow the response of your hippocampus. And I always say, this is my wise old Yoda. <laughs> I love Yoda. Uh, he's my favorite. And this is the, this is the, in the front of your brain, this is the, this is the area that's responsible for memories, for um, compassionate thinking, for, for thinking things through, for non-reactiveness. And so when we can shrink the reactive area and grow the non-reactive areas of our brain, our responses to life 
continue to deepen and grow. And we're able to show up in the ways that we would like to. So with that said, let me share this with you. If you can, wherever you are, if you're driving, don't close your eyes. And you don't have to close your eyes for this practice. But I do suggest the first couple times you do it to close your eyes so that you have the capability to truly feel the effects. But again, if you're driving, do not close your eyes. (laughs) So sit back in your chair and I want you just to simply take a big deep breath in through your nose and sigh it out through your mouth nice and loud. Then take another deep breath in through your nose And on the second, I want you to breathe out through your mouth, but quietly. And on the third breath, you're going to go in through your nose and out through your nose. And like I said, I truly do feel that reset on the second out breath for me. And so what we just did there took all of, I don't know, seven seconds, and it completely changes your physiology. I even feel it talking on this podcast right now, which I think is super cool when I get to do that in a situation like this, because then I really see the effects of it. I use this all the time with my clients in coaching. When we're coaching and we're talking about the things in life that are challenging you, that are causing stress, that are creating situations for you that are outside of where you want to be, trying to figure out how to navigate that in a moment of stress, trying to come up with a solution at that time when when you're ramped up and in a really, really hard place, it's really hard to come up with a solution that's right for you and your heart. And so often we take this kind of one, two, three reset. We just take a moment and breathe. And with that clarity comes the answers. And so back to the ocean, (laughs) you know, I was able to reflect. Now, again, I don't know if I knew this in the moment, but I was able to reflect later that I had the clarity as to how I thought I could best navigate that situation in the moment. I knew I was in some danger. I knew it was intense. (laughs) After that first wave, I was like, holy crap, man, this is no joke. I've been coming to Maui for 16 years and I've never been in a wave like that. Looking back, I think it's so impressive that I had the wherewithal to stay calm in that moment, to do my best, to navigate that and come out of that, what could have been a really honestly shitty situation in a way that, yeah, I still got roughed up a little. (laughs) I put myself out there in a place that probably wasn't the best, but I made it through it, right? And even at night when the fight or flight tried to trip up in my brain, when my amygdala tried to go on fire, I was able to say, hey, Allie, take a breath. It's not real, and you made it through it. So remember that this week. As As you go into your life and you engage with the people around you, Remember that when things get stressful and when things get hot and heavy and hard and you don't know how to respond, it's because your amygdala in your brain is firing. If you can find a way to soothe your nervous system, however that works for you, use the one, two, three reset if you like it. Please take it with you. 
I know it's life-changing, but if you can find a way to soothe your nervous system in those high-stress moments, everything changes. Thank you so much for listening. It's been an honor sharing this podcast with you. If you like it, share it with a friend. We're always made stronger by supporting one another. And if you'd like to learn more about The Inspired Leader, you can find me at theinspiredleader.com, The Inspired Leader on Facebook, Instagram, Stone underscore underscore A-L-L-Y, and LinkedIn at Allie Stone. I'd love to hear from you and I'd love to connect.